0: Yep. Hey guys, this is John with a Santee update for Tuesday, December twenty second. I'm here with my buddy Kristen Dare from the Santee Chamber of Commerce. Hey everyone! Now she's uh, sounding kind of weird because she's on the phone, and uh, maybe
1: I maybe I sound weird because I'm weird.
0: Maybe, maybe she's keeping Mammoth weird, right? Yeah, Portland's saying for a while. Anyway, um, it still is. It still is, and they're still weird. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, is weird still cool? No, no. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's cool. I am not cool, so I wouldn't know what's cool.
0: Uh, Yeah, I am uh, way removed from cool. Cool hasn't been (laughs) something I've been concerned with for decades, at least forty years. Anyway, so um, today's kind of an interesting Santee update. We got some a lot of things going on in the community, and um, Santa's coming to town, which is kind of cool. Uh, I wanted yeah. to, to have a real positive Santee Update podcast today. So uh, I tasked Kristen and, and myself to uh, come up with three positive things that we can talk about 2020 um, and and try to keep away from politics and nastiness and sarcasm and snarkiness. And we'll see how that goes, because yep. everyone knows uh, that neither you nor I are, are sarcastic.
1: Never, ever at all.
0: Was that totally a grammar nightmare right there? I think I screwed that up. Anyway, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit? Okay. Yeah, I'm not sarcastic, and you're not sarcastic. Together, we are not sarcastic. That's what I meant to say. Okay, <laughs> so Kristen, uh, what are your three? Do you have one? Give me one.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I, it it is a weird year, and there are still definite things to be thankful for. So I kind of went for the obvious first, and mine is increased family time, because. Obviously, um, you know, I have two kids that are both school-aged, and back in March, they went to full distance learning, then we rolled into summer, and then we kind of started out our school year with distance learning and have eased into these hybrid models of, um, you know, partial on-campus, partial at-home, and so I've just been with my kids way more than I usually am, you know? Usually, they're away from me for the bulk of the day, and it's been kind of nice. I mean. There's, there's a, there's a lot that changes as your kids age up and our son who is going to be 17 and, you know, another 10 days, it's, it's hard to kind of bridge that gap between mom and son and get him to want to spend time with me and want to hang out. Now he's just forced to with all those stay at home <laughs> orders. So for me, I, you know, I think the obvious choice for me was that I'm, I'm just with my kids a lot more. Um, I'm working from home and like I said, they're, they're doing a lot of schoolwork in, in the house. And so just learning how to kind of all coexist on, on a more regular basis and overlap a lot more often and more meals together and, you know, more laughs together and all that good stuff.
0: So you find that it less hectic to run off to a water polo practice or swim off to water polo practice or whatever you do to get to water polo practice and games and all that kind of stuff where you're just kind of more grounded and and hanging out
1: that's kind of cool yeah i mean because yeah i mean he doesn't have all those things right now so you know a lot of the things that have been taken away from our kids due to the pandemic um you know again end up as a you know they result in more time at home because there's less things to leave the home for to go to these days so yeah that i I do like that go 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 um mentality you know you know i I do thrive off that. I, I get it, but this has been a really cool way to have to slow down for a minute. So that's kind of what we're doing right now, you know, getting out of town and taking the kids skiing when I get done recording here and, um, you know, just slowing down a little bit and doing some some stuff at a different pace. So it's been great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You know, my mother-in-law, um, had 11 kids, which is kind of impressive. Um, I think the youngest is in his forties now. Yeah. And, um, when Gina and I first got married, we've been married for thirty-five, coming on thirty-six years. Uh, it was always weird to me, like when, when sometimes when the kids would get a little um, teenagery, you know, they they start slipping away. She would like pack mm-hmm. them all up, all the ones that were left, and go camping. And so one time, we oh, were out awesome. Camping, sitting by the campfire, and the kids are all doing whatever they're doing, and I'm like, Nance, why, why do you uh, do this? You know, their kids are being bad, or they're not being good in school, or they're not getting good grades. Why, why do you just go away to go camping? Because we got to reset, you know, it's like, yep, totally reset. Get everybody back together. Get everybody to remember, you know, everybody's got a role to do. The boys are chopping wood, and the girls are chopping wood. Everybody's doing whatever they got to do to to make sure that the family is able to have fun and sustain their fun at camping. And then everybody remembers that they kind of really like each other, even if they don't want to.
1: I love that. Yeah, yeah so. I love that. Yeah, ours is a disconnect from, I would say, technology. Um, and a reconnect to each other, you know, when you get away and do stuff like this, you know, um, getting the kids outside, they're playing with their younger cousins and, you know, doing things that they wouldn't normally do again. And and we're obviously in the snow. So that's a huge difference for us living in San Diego. So um, I have to say one of the better parts of this is just seeing, like I said, our almost 17 year old son literally acting like a little kid again and playing in the snow and, you know, going on a sled and doing like the silly things that, you know, have kind of escaped a lot of his norm. So it's a good That's thing. Cool.
0: Yeah. You know that right now we're seeing a lot of people pushing back against what's going on. And, um, you know, I'm trying to lean in not because of any weakness or any issue or fear, but you know, you got, you got this hand, this is what we got to do. You might as well lean in and make the most of it and, and make it the best you can. Uh, my positive, yep. and I'm going to try to be as, as, sincere with as positive as possible is that someday soon um we're going to get $600 back per person. I think it is. It was announced yesterday. Um We're getting some stimulus money. So if you pay taxes, you're getting a little bit back. And if you don't pay taxes, you getting a little extra. So um <laughs> sorry. That's,
1: that's always, no, that's always a good thing. Getting, yeah. getting money back that, You know, especially these systems that we pay into, um, it it feels good to get anything back um, and every little bit can go somewhere helpful.
0: Yeah. So apparently there are some limits and and some people aren't going to get anything if you make too much, if you've given the government too much already, you get less, all that kind of stuff. But um, if you're in that zone where um, you're able to, I mean, some people need that money. That 600 bucks is going to be a huge difference maker for them and, and I'm glad for them that they get this money. Um, and mm-hmm. if, if you're in a situation where, uh, you know, it's not going to be a deal breaker for you, it's not going to, you know, make your year getting that 600 bucks. Um, you know, don't be afraid to give a ton of it away. You know, there's, um, you know, the restaurant workers are still working hard and, and, and at reduced capacity. Um, you know, there's some speakeasies around town, um, around California. Um, but for the most part, you know, most of the, uh, restaurant workers, aren't uh, doing a lot and they're doing a lot of takeout so you know keep that takeout for what did we call that takeout tuesday no takeout till christmas so
1: takeout till christmas yeah yeah, yeah keep doing the takeout and um over tip you know if you're if you're able to yeah. and all that good stuff so if uh, that's yeah, 600
0: bucks is in you know instead of going out and buying a new tv i mean go out and buy a new tv if you want one but if you're looking for a way to spend that money um you know spread it out a little bit you know the Santee food bank there's a, um, a bunch of little organizations around the community and even outside of Santee that could, could use a couple extra bucks and um, you get tax credit for it. Okay. What's your yeah. number two?
1: Um, I wanted to just say, I know this kind of sounds obvious, but having a job, um, just like you said, you know, with some of these industries getting hit so heavily, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Right. And, and this is, Nine months deep, and and I still have a job. Um, my husband is considered an essential worker for some of the things that he does, you know, through uh, city contracts and things like that. So we've been really blessed to just keep our jobs, and I'm very thankful for that. You know, I haven't had to worry about making the mortgage and keeping groceries in the fridge, and I just, I mean, I really do hurt for the people who have had those struggles. So. I'm pretty thankful to be employed and have my husband employed and have us not worry about, you know, where our next paycheck is coming from. That's a, that's a huge, huge blessing. And I don't really want to ever take that for granted, but especially in these times.
0: Awesome. Uh, My number, my, my number two is, um, that, uh, modern technology is finally being used in business on a regular basis. You know, we've had a lot of technology, a lot of opportunities to take advantage of technology. And and just because um, businesses and organizations run with the we've always done it this way kind of mentality, um, you know, when you have something like uh, a lockdown, it forces the city of c to now do uh, webcasts and uh, record their meetings um, that make it easier for more people to see what's going on for the city council meetings and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. Uh, Most businesses um, are able to meet virtually. So now that's loosened up some of the uh, geographic requirements for employment centers. So we're going to see some shifting. People are going to move. And we're starting to see that now they're moving away from employment centers. Um, I sit on the board of the East County economic development council, and we had a presentation from somebody from Sandag and, part of the problem with these presentations is the data is always a couple of years old and then they analyze it for a while and then they spit it out. So we're looking at, you know, a starting point a couple of years back, but, um, and then, you know, they, they have some current data that they kind of use to kind of guide where it's going. And then in six months they'll reassess and see if that, that educated guess is accurate, you know, and they'll adjust it. But anyway, um, right. according to, uh, what they were saying is, is, you know, we're going to be down We're still down a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. I'm down a hundred grand. We're down a hundred thousand housing units that uh, to fill demand over the next several years. So even if Finita or when Finita ranch comes in, even, you know, when the people are, are organizations are building, we're still going to be down houses. I mean, Finita ranch at its peak, right? If we do the 3000 houses, that's going to go up there. It's only 3% of what the region needs. Mm -hmm. And I know people don't want more traffic but we're still going to need some housing. So what we're probably going to see is a shift in the commercial and office space. Uh, Like Qualcomm has a compound of several buildings up in uh, Serrano Valley. They're probably not going to have those in five years. Not all of them. Maybe they'll have one or two. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, all these people are, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm working virtually and um, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you, if you can on those big dogs, like the Qualcomm's, you know, yeah, I I think we're going to see a huge impact on some of, the, the bigger areas, you know, our, our downtown, I think, will probably be the last to get hit. But, um, you know, Golden Triangle and Mission Valley, for example, have a lot of a lot of a lot of commercial office space out there. And I can't imagine it's sitting fully occupied right now. Right.
0: So right. Yeah, there's there's a, a, a lower demand for office space. So what we'll yeah. probably see and, and I'm going to throw a predictor out there, we'll probably see some land use alterations so that there will um, convert them from office space to maybe
1: residential. Mixed use, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking, yeah, some mixed use buildings are really going to come into play. Right. So as, I think that's so modern. It's so great. Um, I've, I've talked a lot about that at home with my husband too. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see, I think that is really going to be some of those silver linings that come out of this pandemic. I know when we're, we're in the haze of all the heaviness right now and things are still hard and people and businesses are still struggling. It's, it is hard to kind of get out of that and and look beyond, but um, there there have to be positive repercussions as well. And and I just wholeheartedly agree. I think the modern technology and you know the businesses who have been able to kind of springboard into into those new times it's it's been it's been wonderful, and I think it's going to help with some of those. It's so funny you're talking about Finita Ranch and how many people, their first complaint, you're right, about Fenita Ranch is traffic. Well, maybe traffic is going to be, I don't want to say a thing of the past, but I don't know. I, I think it's going to really be decreased because just when this pandemic, t- pandemic ends, I don't think that we're going to see, like you said, all this commercial space, you know, occupied at what it's been in the past. I think this is going to change and a lot more people are going to be able to work from home at least, you know, certain days of the week, a couple days a week. I think it's just going to change the face of business forever. If
0: if I recall correctly, and I could be totally wrong because I'm old. So, uh, but if I, um, there was a presentation from Sandag a few years back to the EDC and they were talking about the reduction in, in traffic on the 52. And if they could reduce the traffic by as little as 5%, I think that number was that, that the cars could go at freeway speeds.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: and, if you think about that, that's okay. So 20 days a month, right? So if everybody worked at home one day and they weren't all the same day, you know, would that be enough to reduce the the traffic impact on the 52? Mm-hmm. So just throwing it out there. So, you know, yeah. uh, what's your number three?
1: Yeah, that's cool stuff. I would love to talk more about that stuff another time, another show, but yeah, uh, maybe we
0: can get somebody to talk about that from Sunday.
1: Yeah. That would be super cool. I'd be really into that. Um, My number three, I kind of combined a group. um, I want to say the word colleagues, but I really want to call these people my friends because I feel like it's grown um, beyond that for me. So, you know, as a former chamber executive, that there is uh, a group that I belong to that you used to belong to and participate in called the Western Association of Chamber Executives. And it's, it's basically a break off from Cal Chamber And for me, I, you know, started taking classes and doing conferences with them. And it's just very natural as a chamber person that you meet folks and start developing, you know, relationships. You reach out to someone, you take a class with someone, and you you hear somebody that's doing something really well that you want to start dabbling in. So you start building connections, right, just as you do. So the networking opportunities for me within that organization have sometimes just really been my saving grace i would say um on days where i'm you know wanting to hit my head against a wall or i don't know where to go and don't know which direction to take so you know these colleagues as i would kind of that's how i classified them for a minute there in my show notes i really had to change it to friends also I think you can because go these,
0: friends slash colleagues
1: thank you yeah i mean they're just these people, you know, sometimes I, I feel, you know, I'm in these group chats on text messaging with, you know, a whole bunch of people that are from chambers all across California, you know, as far as in Alaska and Texas and Colorado. And, you know, it's it's been really neat to connect with other folks who really understand um, my role and my position in, in, the, in my community and, you know, really be able to mirror some of those those problems with them or, or I don't know, even celebrations with them. So for me, I'm just, I'm really thankful. I'm, I'm really grateful for the relationships that I have that I developed. And like I said, you know, these people that maybe two years ago or three years ago, I would refer to as colleagues. Now they're, they're just friends. And, um, I, I I just really enjoy what I get out of our friendships.
0: That's pretty cool. So when you have, um, as you build those friendships and those relationships with those folks, how does that affect your membership at the chamber as not uh, growing the number of members, but how does, how does that, um, reflect in what the members receive back as a bonus to them for their membership? Like,
1: well, yeah, for me, I mean, I hope that it means that I'm, I'm bringing more to their membership. I'm, I'm taking, you know, the concept and idea of a chamber of commerce is, nothing new, right? You know, there's chambers that have been in existence for over a hundred years even, which is crazy to think about, but business has changed, right? The face of business, you know, we're talking about it. it's still changing. It's going to continue to change. So what it means for me is that I don't have to be an expert in every area, in every field, but what I can do now is surround myself with people who are experts, you know, and, and have these really great their own niche in certain areas and, and pluck from their strengths and their knowledge and bring that back to our chamber. So just with anything, you know, you're always better together. And I I feel the same way for our chamber. I feel like I'm strengthened as a CEO by being surrounded by other amazing CEOs of other chambers of commerce. And so I feel like that is just a, you know, direct input into our chamber by being able to pull things from the outside.
0: So, you're bringing in uh, new ideas, new concepts, uh, new ways of doing business so that you can help your local businesses take advantage of some of these other opportunities that, that somebody else has comes up with. Because, you know, the chambers generally have a real s- small staff, you know, and there's a couple of chambers in the region. I think, um, you know, the San Diego Regional Chamber, um, the one in Carlsbad, the one in Vista, Oceanside. Um, but most um, most of them are pretty small, you know, where they have like a a CEO or an executive director and maybe one or two employees. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just not a whole lot of time. You're, 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 getting things done. You're, you're, you're planning things, getting ready to plan things. Uh, you're wrapping up things that you've already planned and, um, having an opportunity to meet with some folks that are able to, um, that have a bigger staff that are able to, um, share their ideas and concepts and, I mean I knew the lady that ran the um chamber up north, gosh, I'm gonna say Dana Point chamber, and they do a turkey trot mm-hmm. and Yep, Dana Point, you're right. Yep, and she gave me the turkey t- turkey trot notes uh about ten years ago and it's like, okay, this is if you're gonna do an event, this is how you do an event, you know, on our street fair, you know, Oh yeah, we got all this money and we, we we do this and it's huge for us and she's like, Oh, that's sweet. My turkey trot does like quarter of a million dollars in revenue. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh dang. Um, it's huge and it's been around for a long time. And so I was able to take some of the lessons I learned from that and apply that to the, to the street fair and, and yeah. make it more profitable. So that was awesome. Um,
1: yeah, okay. I've seen a lot of that actually. The, you know, the idea of, um, there, there's a lot of camaraderie. I would, th- I would think, you know, to mm-hmm. say is is easy. It's a fair assumption to say it's it just, everyone's helpful. Everyone wants to share, um, there's no competitive nature it's that kind of like I craft have industry, really coming, right? I I don't know. I mean, I'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're all they all kind of support each other and complement each other, mm-hmm. and you know, you're all kind of doing the same thing, but with your own kind of local flair on it and your own twist and takes on it, but. Yeah. If you can help somebody else do something that you're already doing well, you really want to help. And that should probably be just across the board in life in general, but I have just been more specifically thankful for it within awesome. my, my work. So what's your third thing?
0: My third thing, um, I was going to say, uh, Santa coming to town, but I'm sitting here looking at the Santee magazine and, um, I'm thankful that this is still going, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, happy for the, uh, the work that you do and that your, your staff does to put this together and your volunteers that help you out. And I think it's, it's an asset to the community. You know, I think um, even just, you know, introducing everybody um, on your board and the, and the, the, um, the chairman, and then you have the community resources page. And, and I think people look forward to it. Um, and I think you do a good job and uh, hopefully um, over the next several years, we can, you know, you can grow this into a, um, a bigger publication and get some maybe full-time staff people to, to help you I'm fantasizing here so that they can produce the magazine year round. I think it's a, it's definitely an asset to the yeah. community and it helps sell c t so that you can uh, get those out there when we're able to go to conventions and things and try to attract new businesses to town. So
1: thank you. That, that was such a sweet surprise. I was that, really waiting to hear what on earth you were going to say about Santa Claus. At uh, however old you are, you know the, when when you said Santa was going to be your third, <laughs> thing you were thankful for. I thought this will be fun. Okay, I was I was really waiting to see how you were going to expand on that one. But thank you. So the yeah the Santi magazine. Um, what's really cool about this is that you're not mentioning is that you actually started it. Super cool. So when you were running the Santi Chamber. Um, this was kind of your brainchild, I believe. And, you know, I I got to learn from from somebody
0: else and in WAC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You know, where you, you gave it its own personality though. And it's its own right to exist within our community. So what's super neat about it is that, um, I actually, I'm super excited to say this. You not only created it and then taught me. How to kind of take it on and I've been able this year with um, you know the help of Melissa Dombo who you know is is on my board of directors to really kind of start changing a little bit of its design and and kind of moving it into like a new direction now I'm going to sucker you back into the loop so it's going to really come full circle in 2021 and you are going to help chair the committee that does serve um, with with volunteers that help put this together so I'm, commit I don't to that
0: know. Already, or I've, did you just throw me under the bus?
1: Um, you are voluntold to oh, do so. Okay, and right. uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty special. I think I'm, I'm sentimental when it comes down to it. I'm not always traditional, but I am sentimental. And uh, I love the idea of you coming back in as a chamber member and having been a previous chamber CEO and starting this project to come out and, and work on it again with me. And you've been involved in it. You know, you've been advertising and creating content with me this last year. um, That's been a lot of fun. So if one page together has been fun. Just wait. Now you have 40 pages to work on with me
0: each issue. (laughs) Oh, great. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Big commitment.
1: I'm excited. That's fun. That's fun stuff.
0: Good deal. Well, we did have some other things we wanted to talk about. Um, but, you know, I think that sums it up. We're 25 minutes into this podcast. Hopefully um, yeah. the listeners got something out of it. We're growing our, our our base. If anybody's still listening to this podcast today, please share and tell your friends about it uh, wherever you can find it. Uh, we'll post a link on Facebook. I know the Chamber posts a link uh, a couple times a week in their, um, their weekly update. So, um, yep. you know, let's... Um, let's get some more f- folks in here next year. We're hoping looking forward, we're hoping to have a uh, guest on, um, at least three times a month. And, um, we're hoping to bring some more value. You know, we, we spent the first six episodes making sure that I knew which buttons to push and when, and we're getting, got this thing down with the, uh, getting the phone to work so people can call in. And the next stage is to, uh, put, put it on uh, Facebook live. Um, that might require another body. So, um, And Alex is going back to college in January. So we'll see how that goes. Um, So I might have to get somebody else to come in and push the go button on the camera. But um, anyway, I'm really looking forward to 2021. I'm looking forward to working with you on the magazine. I'm looking forward to um, figuring out how we're going to get normal back um, and how we're going to be able to take what we've learned from 2020 and apply that to the future. So
1: Definitely. uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for including me on this. This has been a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to to rolling into the new year and just want to wish everyone who's listening out there a very Merry Christmas.
0: So we have one more before the new year. So we'll get together on the 29th. So we won't say see you next year. We'll wait for that corny uh, um, greeting next week, but uh, until then, have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you then. Oh, I forgot.